0: Hello and welcome to another post-game edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. Coming to you from SHI Stadium, this is Bobby Durham for 24-7 Sports and Scarlet Nation. Joined by my counterpart, Joe Chetta. We just watched Rutgers get pretty much handled. Yeah. 52-3 uh, to Wisconsin. Joe, uh, you know, we do these, these post-game raps and we've had better ones. But, um, you know, let's just jump right into it. Rutgers was overmatched today. Um, early turnovers did them in and really never got a chance to get anything going. Um, I guess, you know, what's your take from from your seat in the press box?
1: Uh, Bobby, it was kind of ugly today. I mean, coming off that uh, resounding win against uh, Illinois last weekend, it just wasn't in the cards today. Uh, Vidril did not play well. The defense did not play well. The rush defense did not play well. It was, It wasn't great from the start and then just with the turnovers, it kind of, Accumulated over and over.
0: You know, with with a, a game like this against a team like this, uh, you just can't make any of those errors. Rutgers, you know, margin for errors is so slim just to keep it competitive. And you know, when you look back, you know, twelve point favorite. I mean, this is just not a good matchup to begin with. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think Wisconsin had the same firepower as it did in previous years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're on a roll. They sure look good today. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, they still have the big bodies up front. They can still run the football playing really good defense too
1: yeah they were and you know what it just wasn't a good matchup like you said Bobby because they're so much bigger so much stronger I mean you could just see it by watching the game the Rutgers defensive line was no match for that Wisconsin offensive line today so wasn't a good matchup Wisconsin just controlled the tempo of the whole entire game the time of possession was won by them all day I mean the play action passing was with them all day it was just kind of a Disaster.
0: Yeah, and you know you're in the second year of of a massive rebuild, Mm -hmm. um, and and unfortunately, you have to expect some games like this because you're playing in the one of the best conferences. You know, uh, probably next to the SEC. You know, in the country, uh, and and you're playing against these elite level teams. Now, Wisconsin to me looks like they're going to represent the West. Oh yeah, now you know. uh, the way Ohio State's playing, the way things are up in the air, you know, with, with the Big Ten East, you know, Wisconsin's going to be a tough team if it makes it to that to that championship game. So uh, I think you just have to chalk this one up, move on, because, I mean, we could go back and say what went wrong, and this, maybe this, maybe that, but I think what went wrong was they just played a better team, more yeah. physical, more talented, uh, more experienced, just better all around. Yeah, I'm, I mean, on paper,
1: this was not a good matchup. Um, I mean, what do you expect from a team that's in a massive rebuild, right Bobby? Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, you can't really, really do much, you can't really say much about this loss. I mean, Noah Vigil got banged up. They played Simon and Snyder today. No Wemby's sighting today. Mm-hmm. So the next uh, 3 games, I mean, he he won't burn his red shirt, right? With these next 3 games. Gavin
0: Wemby could conceivably play all 3 games and still red shirt. Now, I don't know what the status is. I asked Greg Schiano about that in the post game press conference, he didn't give an update on Noah Vedrill. Um, you know, he could be out, you know, we've seen him get banged up, tough mm-hmm. guy, but, you know, Gavin Wimsett does a lot of things, and look, next week, Joe, you're going to play Indiana, yeah. this is a team two, you know, uh, at the time of recording this, they're two and six, they're going to play Michigan, I'm going to say they're two and seven, Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I'm going to go out on a limb here, yeah, of course, um, and, and say Rutgers is going to face this two and seven Indiana team who you know it's not it's a shell of the team that we saw last oh, yeah, year for sure so you could put Gavin Wimset out there and watch him do some work for
1: sure i mean a couple packages here and there i mean i wouldn't go as far as saying starting him mm-hmm. but um definitely a, a couple packages here and there Short third downs, fourth downs, like we saw against Illinois. Just little things here and there just to get him acclimated. Right, but
0: if if there's no Vedral, you know, his playing time could significantly increase because we've seen Cole Snyder, we've seen Evan Simon, and we haven't seen the offense really flourish mm-hmm. under their direction. Um, we saw one play from Gavin Wimsett, and it was a heck of a play. Oh, yeah. It was it was a heck of a play, and, and the kid's got a heck of an arm, and he's got a, a huge ceiling. So, you know, if I'm the coaching staff, I'm toying with the idea of playing this kid and, and, and seeing what he's got. Let him loose. I mean, he's got confidence. He's got, uh, you know, the, the team's confidence after that play. I mean, you know, he can go out there and really really make some fun things happen.
1: Oh, yeah. Rutgers Nation is starving for this elite talent, for this playmaker, and Gavin Wimsett is or should be that guy pretty much. So I could really see them playing him, getting a lot more playing time. He's going to make plays when he's in the game. I mean, that's just his style of play. He's Mm -hmm. aggressive. He's a gunslinger. He can move out of the pocket, in the pocket. He's just an overall solid player. And I think... Playing him more would actually benefit this team moving forward.
0: And I think, you know, if Vadro can't go, now we're speculating here yeah. because we don't know his status. If he can go, he's going to go, and then you could work Wimstad in. But if you're looking at a situation where it's Wimstad, Snyder, or Simon, I got to roll the dice with the kid. Oh, <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, we've seen the other guys and his talent, no disrespect to those other guys, but Wimstad's talent level is just well beyond that and uh, I don't know getting him in there and, and seeing what he can do it'll it will be exciting
1: oh yeah I mean I mean the fans will at will have something to root for to cheer for I mean Indiana's not great so why not right I mean Simon and Snyder are limited as everyone could see and no offense like Bobby said but they're one read quarterbacks right now The the offense stalls when they're in so wrong the dice maybe seems like the best bet Bobby
0: and, and you know we'll have to see moving forward but you know you have Indiana you have Penn State you have Maryland uh, the schedule eases up significantly uh, Penn State defeated Maryland 31-14 but it was a game that was a lot closer than that final score mm-hmm. indicated um, those two might be a little tougher, but they're not on the level of the Wisconsin. I know um, Penn State beat them earlier in the year, but I don't think these are the same two teams uh, at this point in the season. The Penn State, where it is now and where Wisconsin is now, you're seeing a Wisconsin team that's surging five in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers just got them at the wrong time. Maybe Penn State got them at the right time. But that game is obviously going to be tough. Yeah. You're playing in front of 100,000 people in in. in that little town, whatever it's called. Um, happy Valley. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Happy, happy Valley. Oh, I've been there. It's I, not that happy. I don't know. I, <laughs> know I, I'm just not. You know, I, I, I said it before. I grew up in Philly, and Penn State was like a foreign country. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I, and I lost money against them, you know, as, as an 11-year-old. Hey! <laughs> so I'm still bitter about that. So, anyway, um, you know, that game's going to be tough regardless. Um you know of what happens against Indiana, but then you have Maryland at home, mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and who knows? You might be playing for for a bowl bid that weekend. It's it's not out of the question. I know the mood after the the Wisconsin game is kind of low. Fans are, mm-hmm. you know, distraught. You know, it, it was a tough game to watch. Um, but the reality is, they're two wins away from bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm two wins that that are there uh, you know we like to use the term winnable games I mean you know coaches and players will say every game's winnable of course it's not entirely accurate but um, oh yeah we know but you know what I'm saying that the, these two out of the last three you know it could be an, and Penn State isn't it was a world beater you know at this point in the season so I mean is it too premature do you think to talk about this bowl stuff? I don't think it is, Bobby. I mean, with Indiana, I mean,
1: they're reeling. They're on their third or fourth string quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to have crazy fan attendance after the season. So why not Rutgers, right? Why not get to 500 again mm-hmm. and then reassess, play Penn State? Who knows what could happen? It's any given Saturday. We we just saw Purdue knock off the number three team in the country in their house, uh, Michigan State. So why not Rutgers? It's right. any given Saturday for a reason. So we got three games left, right? I mean, they could win two. They could be six and six. They could even be seven and five. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not, Bobby?
0: Yeah, well, I know I know you're reeling from the Michigan <laughs> State. Joe is I a know. Michigan State alum. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so, they, they, you know, but anything can happen in the Big Ten. And I think we see that week to week. You look at Illinois, right? Rutgers beats Illinois, who beat Penn State, who then comes back and beats Minnesota. Um, so, uh, you know, when you talk about a team like Wisconsin today, I think it might be a little much, might be a little reach for Rutgers to, to talk about that uh-huh. upset at this point in the rebuild, but... You come back down earth with Indiana. You come back down earth with Maryland. You know what I mean? And and Maryland's a team that Rutgers beat last yeah. year. So, uh, there's a, you know, the sky is not falling. You know, Seattle's not getting fired. No. Nah. <laughs> um, you know, a commitment today from Kyer Price, who's had an extremely productive senior yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guys that he's... he's you know he's he's just really playing well, um, and Rutgers was on him, kept an eye on him, and and after you know what he's done on the field, they kind of pulled the trigger and said let's get this guy. He's a guy who could play interior line, um, you know, as well as is on the edge. But I, I think you might see him transition to the interior, Joe. And um, I mean, so it's it's not a bad time. Four and five Rutgers with a chance to win five, potentially six games yeah, for sure. So um, I mean, you know, there are some injuries. F- F- Fatukasi didn't come back. Mm-hmm. At the end, Greg said he couldn't come back. Uh, we don't know about Aaron Cruikshank. It didn't look good. Not, not at all, Bobby. Not at all. Uh, I, I'd be surprised. You know, I'm speculating again. I don't have any inside information on his injury, but it didn't look good. Mm-mm. You know, and um, you know, but they've been playing without him as it is. You know, you're gonna have to figure something out in that return game. I know, but. Um, You still got Bo Melton, your top receiver. You know, Pacheco was running hard today. We don't know about Vidro, but we we talked about what could happen, um, you know, sooner rather than later now maybe. But, um, you know, again, there's another week, another game. And um, the the home woes continue, though. It feels like Rutgers can't get out of his funk. I know. Did they even win a game last year? No, no one. No, right? Last year it was all three on the road. I mean, there That's were no fans, wild. but all three. That Michigan game was here. Yeah. Um, one of the wilder games that have seen in recent years here. But you can't get off the schneid at home. Maybe maybe the Merlin game is the one they do it in. So, um you know, we'll be back at practice this week, reporting on everything and and, and discussing what could happen in these final three games. We also have a, a home opener for basketball on on Wednesday, so we'll have that. For, I'll be here Wednesday at football yeah. practice in the morning. I'll be here all day at uh-uh. the game. So so that's no work Wednesday. Yeah, no doing? work Wednesday. It's work for me. <laughs> I don't know. The title's deceiving, isn't <laughs> it? It is a little bit. Huh? So anyway, there there you have it. Our, our final thoughts. We didn't want to draw this out too much because it, it really wasn't pretty on Rutgers and Joe any closing thoughts um, I mean the sky isn't falling
1: um, We, they could come back from this and I think they will next week winnable um, honestly the rest of, of the schedule is winnable just stay the course we know it's going to be a long rebuild for this team um, if you guys don't Trust Greg Schiano. I think you guys should because he's done it before, and I believe he will do it again.
0: There you have it, Joe Chetta. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're closing with our. Uh, we're closing this one out, and uh, it's SHI Stadium. You can get us always on the message board, the roundtable at ScarletNation.com on the twenty four seven Sports Network for Joe Chetta, I'm Bobby Dern We'll see you next time.